Um, Purim, when it's on a um, a regular day of the week, regular as opposed to Sunday this year. Um, so it can fall out on various different days, but there are special laws uh, when it falls out right after Shabbos. If Purim comes out right after Shabbos, there's certain things to consider. First of all, um, during Shabbos, um, you're not really supposed to move the Megillah. Uh, the Megillah is designed for uh, for special use for after Shabbos. So it's almost like Mukta. It's almost like Mukta because people... Uh, a Megillah is expensive and it is precious. It's not like a, a book that you would just take out to read. You don't want to ruin it. You don't want to mess it up. So it's considered designated for the weekday and that makes it uh, Mukta. Um, and even if you want to use it to study from it, uh, should not really use it, bringing down the different um, different uh, places over here. Um, what if it's at risk for being stolen or anything like that? that you can't touch it anyway? Um, there is... Um, there is um, there is another... Um, you know, to begin with, this, that we, shouldn't, we shouldn't really use it. I mean, right. now... There's another issue that could sometimes come up if you read it from the Megillah because if you're going to read it from Plaga Mincha, the day is sort of divided in different sections with different opinions exactly when the day is over and when the night starts. So even though to begin with we use the night time is when there's three stars visible, we have a the time in the calendar when we call it nighttime. But yet, you know, sometimes we make the day earlier, like when we daven Marev before, or we accept Shabbos early. But we light the candles before Shabbos. So the spot is called Plaga Mincha. Plaga Mincha is one and a half hours before the nighttime. That is what the... And these are seasonal hours, meaning you break up the day into uh, into twelve uh, portions. You know, into uh, you break it up into, and each portion becomes an hour. Uh, portion one of twelve of the day is an hour, and an hour of half before that, before the nighttime, is already a little bit nighttime. That's when you can light the candles. That's when you can. Daven Mincha when you Emariv if you have to you can accept Shabbos when you have to it has to be from Plaga Mincha but a person shouldn't really be reading the Megillah earlier because he might be fulfilling his obligation it's already Purim night so one shouldn't really do the Megillah starting from Plaga Mincha so that's generally speaking so he says better on Shabbos especially we would not use not touch the Megillah not move the Megillah what what Thank you. Could we find a spot and have it all set up, let's say on Thursday, and then put it anytime in the you Aram can Kodesh use it, so that when Purim actually begins, we can unroll it and read right from there. There is. We start from the beginning. There's no oh, spot. Right. We start from. So we do the whole what's thing. The question then. I 
mean, what's the decision? No, but the but if a person wants to, we just don't want him to read it before Purim because he might be fulfilling his obligation if he reads it before. And on Shabbos, there's an issue of muktza, but uh, but uh, but that's a separate issue. But what the, if Purim falls Friday night? Can't fall on Friday night. Cannot fall on Friday night. Cannot fall. Cannot fall on Shabbos. The calendar doesn't allow for that. Uh, now let's just say for one second, there is another halacha that this year, huh? Is that just coincidence, or they don't? No, they, no, that's the way it's set up. It's set up that it doesn't come out on Shabbos. It would be actually in in Yerushalayim or in places that they have a wall. They do have Purim on on Shabbos. It causes all kinds of uh, different questions because and they have they call that a Purim Meshulash. They call it a triple Purim. Um, in Yerushalayim and in other places where they have a wall, they celebrate Purim on the 15th day of the month versus the 14th day of the month. So we could have Purim on Friday, yeah. and that would mean that in Yerushalayim and those places they would have it on Shabbos. And so they could have Purim on Shabbos. Certain things, though, you can't do on Shabbos. Of course, you can't give the gift for the poor on Shabbos. There is an issue reading the yeah. an issue reading the Megillah on Shabbos because you might carry it. So what they do is they make a and then there's the Shabbos, there's the meal. So they actually call it a Purim Mishulash. They call it a a triple Purim because they do certain things on Friday, certain things on Shabbos, and certain things on Sunday. But that is a whole separate issue. This is not this year, and we'll discuss this at another wall, time. A wall have to do with it. Oh, that's a good question. Um, the um, miracle of Purim, it was established in one of two days. What happened was, while the Jewish people were allowed uh, uh, one day to get back at their enemies, uh, which was on the 14th day of of uh, Ador, they were allowed to take revenge from those who wanted to. So the people in Shushan, which was the capital, were given an extra day. Uh, they get two days. So the celebration in Shushan was actually the next day. So when they established it, how we're going to celebrate it. So they said that any uh, place like Shushan, which had a walled city, which was a walled city, Oh. Uh, is going to celebrate it like the people of Shushan, which is the second it's day. A walled city. A walled city. And those uh, open cities will celebrate it on the regular day. Um, the walled city, uh, that those cities that were walled uh, from the times of, of Yeshua bin Nun. Uh, but that, that's the exact okay. stipulation. But they do it on the 15th day. So they would have it. But by us, this year... When it's a year when Purim comes out on Sunday, there's a, actually a big break for the people that listen to the Megillah, but especially for the one that has to read the Megillah. Normally, uh, we, don't, um, we don't eat before doing the Megillah. Just like when we do a uh, mitzvah, uh, so what, what we do with Davan Mariv, and then we read the Megillah. Saturday. But normally, normally, the fast of Esther precedes the Megillah. So what happens is you end up fasting, you, you fast all day, and you daven marvin, you can't eat anything, and then you read the Megillah. 
and you're only going to eat after the Megillah. So for the one who has to read the Megillah, for all the people it's hard, but the one that has to read the Megillah, and being one of them, it's always a difficult task to go ahead and do the Megillah reading while you're still uh, basically fasting. So Purim takes precedence over Shabbat in terms of eating? No, but Purim is on Sunday. So when Purim is on Sunday, we have a problem at that point. We go ahead and we make... Oh, a, it starts Saturday night. That's right. That's right. So it starts, uh, starts Saturday night. It starts Saturday night. But in this year, when, it's, uh, when Purim comes out on Shabbos, on Sunday, the fast, instead of uh, fasting, we don't fast on Shabbos. Shabbos overrides the fast. And we don't want to make a fast day on Friday either. So we make the fast on Thursday. So it turns out on a Shabbos day is not a fast day, it's a regular day. You don't fast on Shabbos. So technically you can eat all you want on Shabbos. And and then you're not hungry, so you don't have to read the Megillah or here's the Megillah while you're hungry because it comes after Shabbos. So this year we have a break in not having to fast before reading the Megillah. However... Um, and you read it Saturday night. Yeah, however, uh, we don't, so after, um, after the, um, after sunset, uh, or after Tzitzik uh, Chavim, and even if you made Havdalah, right. uh, you don't eat before reading the Megillah. So, of course you're not fasting because you ate all Shabbos, that's fine, but not to eat, you know, um, so uh, technically uh, after Shabbos is over, uh, you can uh, make Abdullah and Siskechavim and then have something. But he said before the Megillah, one should not eat. Um, however, the same is true or normal. If a person who is faint, he can't really, he's, he's permitted to... Medical problem. Uh, well, not even if it's going to be a medical issue, but one is permitted to have some fruits or similar uh, different uh, small things uh, as much as he wants. And uh, if you're eating like mazonos, uh, cake, or things like that, then you can have um, up to the size of a kibeya, the size of an egg, you can have that. Um, especially if you have to read the Megillah and it's hard, so one can do that. Um, now, he's, if somebody is not well, you mentioned somebody is sick or something, right. so you can go ahead and actually eat. But any time when you eat before doing a mitzvah, um, you know you have to ask somebody else to remind you not to forget here the Megillah because we're afraid if you're going to have a meal, maybe you're going to forget later on. So we um, make sure that you're not going to forget it. Um, we still remain dressed in the garments of Shabbos, if we're, we're dressed in the Shabbos garments. And, um, of course, you know, we see every Saturday night uh, the, um, uh, the dress on, uh, on, on Shabbos night is, is still continue the dress of Shabbos. Now, in Purim itself, there's no real requirement to be dressed in the Shabbos oh, costumes, yes, yeah, well, 
But Shabbos, it's a yomtiv. There's no. It's not like a real, like a yomtiv. Uh, you know, like a Hanukkah, for example. We don't dress up in our uh, Shabbos like if we wear a long, uh, a long coat or a long uh, kapata. We call that long jacket, our special jacket. But uh, it's already become a tradition, sort of, in the Chabad communities, and also in uh, the presence. That's the way they used to do it in 770 in the uh, Rebbe's presence. Uh, to, um, to wear a Purim on uh, the garments of Yontem anyway. So this wasn't the vice. Regular wear the garments of Yontem. Yeah, Rabbi Miller too wants people to dress like, like as if it's Shabbos to hear the Megillah yeah. reading. There are some people uh, that say um, that... It probably change after Shabbat. Uh, yeah, what it says here is that... Uh, it says over there in um, um, that from the Rebbe's uh, instructions um, is um, it was uh, sort of um, uh, appears that the Rebbe advocated this and uh, in the um, in the book of the Menhagim of the Chabad. Uh, they bring this down that this is the Rebbe's custom, which is not for the um, for the public. So, which means almost that it's not for the public. But notwithstanding that, um, that the um, garments of Shabbos will remain. But certainly, when it comes most to Shabbos, uh, there is um, there is especially not to change it, so you remain with the with the garments. So that 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 applies for most to Shabbos. Um, are children obligated to hear the mezuzah? The Megillah? I mean... Yeah, sure. I mean, those, they, those who are in the age of education should oh, do so that. Oh, so what, 13 and above? Or well, that, and then they're really obligated, but even uh, younger than that, when they have to train them like all other mitzvahs. And, uh, um, now, generally speaking, when it comes after Shabbos, sometimes, you know, you didn't daven mariv. Uh... Uh, yet, Mariv, when you daven Mariv on Saturday night, you put in the prayer of Atochen Antono, which is uh, the separation between Shabbos and the weekday. Up till that time, one should not really do engage in any work on Shabbos. Now, when we are dealing with like a Megillah, uh, especially Megillah, people have to bring the Megillah, have to do the Megillah, they come to Shul. Sometimes people drive to Shul. Uh, you know, to hear the Megillah, and they're going to have a Marv and Shul after that. I mean, of course, it's after Shabbos. So he says, you always say, Baruch HaMavdil Ben Kodesh Lechol. You say, Mavdil Kodesh Lechol. So that's, at least, you make a separation before you're going to do any kind of work. You want to make Baruch HaMavdil. And there's also, uh, practically speaking, we usually wait with the Megillah reading on Saturday night, delay it, Delayed a little bit, so people that are have to drive to shul come to shul, uh, so they should be able to come after Shabbos. You do mariv with the Megillah reading on. Yeah, we'll do mariv, and then we do the Megillah reading. But we allow for the people to come to shul, so that they should. So it takes some time. Sometimes you know they have to drive to shul. We want to drive after Shabbos, so we wait for after Shabbos, and we delay it a little bit. Uh, Also. Uh, you know, a, a mourner usually uh, doesn't daven uh, when you say halal, you know, like on Rosh Chodesh or 
on, but on Chan Purim we don't say Halal, so a mourner does does uh, does do the davening. If he usually davens, he leads the services, he would do that on Purim as well. He would say the Halal, or he wouldn't? Huh? The There's no Halal on Purim, that's just say. Why is that? Because it's not that we, we our Halal, what we do is because it wasn't instituted for Halal, um, we do say Al Hanisim. That's the uh, thanks for the yeah, miracle, yeah, yeah. but we don't say the regular Halal because um, I think the uh, explanation given to it is that the miracle was mostly a physical miracle, and it was mostly a war miracle. So it is mostly uh, celebrated by a meal, a festive meal, uh, drinking. Not, not so much as the spiritual as it was. Let's say for Hanukkah, which we do say halal over there, but by right. Purim we don't say halal, um, and uh, it's not considered to be a so much a spiritual; it's more a physical problem that the Jewish people had. It was just anti-Semite, so it's not uh, it's not we don't say halal, and therefore he would daven. And the other thing is that um, a uh, a mourner within the shiva uh, can go to daven. Uh, Myriv and listen to the uh, Megillah in the shul. Um, this is, um, you know, exception. Usually during Shiva, you sit in the halls the whole time. But for uh, the purpose of davening Myriv and listening to the Megillah, and furthermore, if he, let's say, he reads the Megillah all the time and he's like a good reader, and they need him to read. Uh, he can actually read the Megillah in front of the community and make the brachas, even though he's a mourner, yes? If uh, Purim falls on Thursday, and, well, so Wednesday night it starts, what do you read? Do you read the Torah portion on Thursday and then the oh, Megillah? Oh, good question. Yeah. And the same thing is, no, we're just going to read the Megillah portion. Like today, if it's on a Monday or a Thursday, I'm not sure whether it can fall out, which days it can fall out, but whatever can fall out, you'll always read the reading for, for Purim. Purim has a special, a special oh, so from the Shalach about the... the, the yeah. So people don't get aliyahs or things? There is three aliyahs. There's regular for three aliyahs. No, no. Before the Megillah, you'll read from the Torah. Oh. But you won't read for the portion of the week. you read a special portion for Purim. You'll read from the portion of B'Shalach about Amalek, who was the predecessor of Haman, which we read on, on, on the day of Purim Day. We'll get to it in a minute. Because I thought Purim wasn't in the Torah. It's not in the Torah. That's a good question. But that's what we discussed it yesterday. But the Purim was not in the Torah. But Purim uh, is an outcome from Amalek. Haman was a grandson of okay. Amalek. And we read from the Torah about Amalek, which is associated, uh, which associated with him, right. and that's why we. But it's in Tanakh. No, it's not in Tanakh. The Megillah Esther isn't in Tanakh. The Megillah Esther is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, but the not in the. Uh, not the half Torah. Yeah. The not, third yeah. part. That's from the Kesuvim. Yeah, it's in the portion of the Kesuvim, not in the Nevi'im. Uh, the half Torah is always from the Nevi'im, from the prophets. Yeah. It's from the prophets. Uh, this is the Ketuvim. This is the, yeah. um, the um, he says that. But if, if if a mourner does go to shul, he should not, uh, you know, participate uh, in the festivities or things like that. Uh, and um, again, if he makes the brachas, he makes the shechianu. Um, it's 
Purim counts as one of the days of Shiva. You know, it's not like a Yontav which doesn't count for Shiva. Uh, and uh, but mourning is done in a quiet way, in a less conspicuous way, because not to interfere uh, with the um, with the uh, festival of Yontav. So, like the mourner will not sit on the ground. You know, will not sit or on a low stool or, and he would you know call, put his shoes on and. Uh, Shalach uh, Manus will uh, will discuss in a minute. Now, is he supposed? To, can he drink wine and stuff? A mourner like Adshelo No, not not Adliyada. No. <laughs> um, during uh, Myriv, we just said before, we do the Al Hanisim. That's the both on Hanukkah and on Purim. We do the Al Hanisim. Of course, the starts off with the same paragraph. But then it separates between the story of Purim and the story of Hanukkah. And that's both in the Amida and also in the Brikat Amazon. In both of them we do the, the Alanisim. And as we traditionally do, we don't say out what we're up to. We don't make the announcement before Shemonesra Alanisim to remind people, but rather we bang on the table and um, the um, um, the also it's uh, when you daven, so one of the uh, people in the shul says out loud Balanisim to remind the people in the shul. Yeah, there's somebody knows Balanisim, so the people um, uh, remind yeah. them they forget. Yeah, okay, uh, they do that for Shkodesh as well, Yalav Yavah or something yeah. like that, you know, to remind people. Um, and um, if you forget Alanisim. Uh, if you um, for um, remember before you say the name of Hashem of the end of that bracha, then you start from the Al Hanisim. But if you said Hashem's name already, then you don't repeat. But before you say the last Yulerotzi, you can say, in other words, that's already completed your Amida. But you can say the Harachamon Huyaselonu Nisim. You can do, basically, made the merciful one do for us miracles as he's done for them in the in those days. Uh, and it's the same as Kanaka too. Yeah. That law. And then he can say, "Bimei um, Mordechai," uh, and you know, continue basically with the with the um, with, with with the prayer over there and. Uh, after the Shemona Esrei, once you finish with the Amida, uh, we say the Kaddish Tiskavel, which when we don't say Tachanon, when we say Tachanon, we have a half Kaddish, and then we say Ashrei Volitzian, and then we say, but in this case, it says, um, after Shemona Esrei, but we're talking about, no, no, I, I, I mixed it up, because that's not true for the daytime, that's what we'll do. We're talking about nighttime now. But after you finish the Amida, forget about it, there's no uh, We're just talking about nighttime. And in the daytime, we actually do say, no, we don't do Tachanon, but we still say Ashri Volzin after yeah. that. We'll, but uh, that's be after we'll do the Kriya Torah, and then we'll do the Megillah reading, and then we'll do Ashri Volzin and do the Kaddish Shalom later on. But here we're talking about doing it at nighttime. We'll do the Kaddish Tiskabo, and we're going to read the Megillah. And um, when we do the Megillah reading, now there we have also the tradition of giving the Machatzis uh, HaShekel. We'll do five more minutes. Uh, we'll do the, uh, the doing the reading of the Megillah. 
um, on, on Thursday this year, or on Tainus Esther, it's tradition to give three shekels, three half shekels. I mean, for machatzis a shekel. And you give it for each family member. We'll um, see some of the laws of the machatzis a shekel, which is done the day before Purim. But ones who didn't do it and before Purim, uh, then you should uh, do that actually uh, on on Purim itself. You know, if you oh. didn't do it, so you would do that on. This year on the Purim. fast is Thursday, right? Uh, yeah. This year the fast is Thursday, and the regular reading is Saturday night and Sunday morning. Um, we change the clocks ahead one hour, either this Sunday or next Sunday. This Sunday. This Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be later that we're going to be yeah. reading Megillah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but fortunately we don't have to fast, so it's not such a big problem. Is there any reference in there to, um, this is a silly question, Homantashin and yelling out, um, drowning out Haman's name? Yeah, well, um, drowning out Haman's name, we'll discuss about reading the Megillah, we'll do that next time, but, right. uh, but uh, definitely um, that is appropriate. But we, we haven't discussed yet really uh, the um, the drowning on Haman and the Megillah reading, but we'll see that when we look next. That there is a difference between the Chabad tradition and the normal tradition in which most shuls have it. In most shuls, they would drown out Haman uh, by every time Haman's name is mentioned. But in the Chabad tradition, only when Haman is mentioned together with a like a description, like Haman the evil, Haman the Agagi is Haman. Uh, the, and not just the name Haman yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, you know, I mean, I guess when the kids are having a good time, sometimes you just <laughs> go along with them. But that's, that's the Chabad tradition.